Welcome to Share Your Umbrella, a podcast that showcases stories from our first financial security agents about how they protect their communities from financial risk and life's uncertainties. Today, entrepreneur Tony Jackson sat down with us to talk about his success in financial services. Based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, Tony is a national marketing director who has been with FFS since 2016. We spoke to Tony about the importance of integrity and diversity in our industry. Let's jump right in. So, Tony, I wanted to ask you first about what you were doing before you joined FFS. What is your background professionally? Um, and just get a sense of who you are as a person and what your story is. I was actually in the insurance um, arena already. Had spent um, you know twenty years, and at the time I joined FFS, I was primarily doing final expense. Um, although uh, I enjoyed that, um, my passion was to work with people on a little, I would say, a higher level in terms of what we do with IULs and annuities and that type of thing. But my background is really, uh, you know, 23 years in the insurance industry, um, financial services, those types of things. Most of my career um, prior was in, you know, property and casualty. I worked for one major insurance company that you all would recognize. Um, and But I really enjoy more of the life insurance, the financial planning stuff, um, more so than I did you know, the car insurance, the home insurance and that type of thing. And it kind of evolved really. Uh, I, I pastored for five years and I knew when I came back uh, after that into the insurance full time, I didn't want to be captive anymore. I didn't want to be, you know, stuck with one company. So I was looking for something that would allow me to uh, really bring the best products uh, available to the customer, you know, because I knew it was better things out there than what I had been able to offer in the past. And so really I was had moved around a couple of different spots, had a lot of success in each place. And then I was introduced to FFS. And then initially, honestly, uh, I was at that time was with another competitor and I wanted to be a part of something more than just selling a policy. And I wanted to be a part of the financial literacy movement through Lisa, through WINS, and through the different things that we're doing. And so that's the thing that really got me to FFS. That's always interesting to me when people join and have have a lot of experience in the industry. You know, we get so many stories of people who didn't have a background and found, you know, FFS as their starting point. I'm interested in why you switched over to IULs and annuities and FFS in particular from what you were doing before. Where I was at initially, uh, and I'll tell a little bit more of my story. So I was, I was doing this final expense, but I, I love the more complex things, the IULs and all that type of thing. And so I, I was there and there was no support for doing uh, what I really wanted to do, which was the things that we do that we you know major in at FFS. And then FFS comes along and I get the support that I'm looking for. We got everything anyone could ever want. You know, whether you want to get involved very deep and do things like, you know, buy sell agreements, if you want to do Kaizen, if you want to do 401ks, 403bs, all of it's there. So we can help everyone. I, I, I don't think there's anyone that could come to us that we can't help. We do everything except for manage money, really. It sounds like the transition was pretty smooth, but were there any challenges you faced when you first started at First Financial Security? 
I think the biggest challenge uh, for a seasoned person is getting over that commission hump. And what I believe is true is that we get so caught up in what commission level I'm at. Um, and, and really, um, in the end, it, it doesn't have as big an impact as you may think. It took me a couple years to really hit my stride at FFS. You know, in 2019, I was able to hit all three of the clubs, you know, um, Success Society, 75K, and uh, Champions Club, uh, just because it was, I finally dedicated and said, hey, this is going to be my main thing. I'm going to make it work. And, and you know, thank God it, it worked out that way. And really, there's nothing here. I, I can't see doing anything different. There's nothing here that left undone. I mean, from our systems in the back office to uh, just being able to call someone to help us with the underwriting process. Uh, of course, I was used to always calling the underwriter directly. Now I can work. I can work back through our new business team, which is phenomenal. Sandy and her group, they're absolutely wonderful. Um, and then I can still go to the underwriter direct if I want. So it, it's really the best of both worlds to me. So you've touched on a few things that I'm really interested to hear more about. The The first one is talking about the support staff and feeling like you are welcome and you belong here and that kind of intangible sense of having a place and something that we don't talk about a lot in this industry. It's not, you know, we hear more about commission rates and about, you know, climbing the ladder and which which spot can you get highest. Um, there, there's not a lot of discussion about like, well, that's a great place to work. These are good people to work for. And, and as someone at the home office, you know, that's something that we feel here because we're here all the time and these are our coworkers who we see every day. I'm really interested to hear about your experience with the support staff and, and really how they helped you scale. And like, what was the difference there in our systems or our staff or, you know, anything that helped you really hit those milestones three in a year is really impressive. And I'm, I'm interested to hear about what part of that was, you know, part of the home office or something that FFS helped you do. Well, I I, kind of want to just talk a little bit about the culture. Um, because one of the things, and like I said, I've been in this business 23 years, but one thing that I have seen consistent uh, in a lot of the IMOs and stuff that I've been with over the years is that unfortunately, there is not a consistent um, trail of integrity and that's the one thing that I think makes a difference for me is that I've, I've not ever ran into anyone uh, at FFS that suggested doing anything that wasn't in the customer's best interest. From integrity in terms of how people conduct themselves um, to how we conduct business. You know, it, from top to bottom, it's something that's, that's very comfortable uh, and and I just the one word that comes to mind is just integrity, and um, that's so important to me. And I haven't always felt like the um, the management or the ownership of other places had that type of integrity. 
I know that I have a strong backing behind me. Uh, I know that there's, you know, and I tell people all the time is when you take a policy with me, I mean, the one thing you get is, you know, I'm now like your relative for the rest of your life, right? You can't get rid of me if you want to. Um, but behind me is a FFS. So if, if, if God forbid anything ever happens to me, it's this huge support group that's there that's going to make sure that you're taken care of. And to be able to tell a client that to me is, is huge. We can simply just sit down with a customer, figure out what their needs are, and offer them the best product and service that we have that meets their needs. You know, we've been talking a lot about 2020 and what agents can do. Um, and I think we had, Jeff and I were just talking about what what we've done here at the home office and ways that we've had to shift. And, you know, this podcast was completely a product of 2020. You know, it's something that we've had on the docket for a while, but not something we could really dedicate all of our time to because we've had so many physical events. And so now with everything going virtual, we've had a little bit of bandwidth. One of the, our things that we're hearing a lot is that so many of our agents rely on networking and in-person contacts to to get clients and to get new people. And now, you know, people, especially if they're out in California or they're um, in places where it's really still locked down, they're just not really knowing where to look. So where have your clients been coming from this year? Um, how have you even started that process? My, my reach is in my warm market. My warm market may be all over the country, or I may get leads from someone, you know, that has a relative in another state. And, you know, we're just saying, hey, listen, I'll get a non-resident in any state where there's a need that someone needs the, um, our services. And so I think those are the types of things that that we're doing is is taking taking what we were doing in person, putting it on an online platform, and then being willing to say I'll service people regardless of where they may be. There are people who are more willing to meet with you um, on a Zoom call or on a go-to meeting or whatever you may be doing that weren't doing it before. There there's people that I do Zoom calls with now for policy reviews or other things that absolutely would not have met with me uh, if we couldn't meet in person before. It's a new way of doing business. And even, you know, our seniors and, and people like that that may have wanted you to sit down at their kitchen table with them before probably don't want you coming over to their house, you know. And so it, it just kind of it, it kind of works. The reason why we've named our podcast Share Your Umbrella is because umbrellas are usually a symbol for life insurance or a symbol for insurance generally. And we really believe in sharing not only the products themselves, so life insurance, but also the opportunity and making our umbrellas larger and larger and encompassing more and more people. Um, Looking at this year, you know, you've talked a lot about clients and financial literacy and what you've done there, which has been amazing. Have you looked to grow your team this year or kind of make that part larger? Has that been a focus this year or is that something you're looking to do in the future? My goal was no doubt to be Champions Club. And so I wanted to get there. And what the reason why that was so important for me is because I wanted to grow a team. I wanted to prove the system worked, right? Mm-hmm. 
So that if I could sit down with a recruit and say, hey, listen, you can make $100,000 doing this. I did it. That was a very important thing to say. And so this year I have a team that is growing um, and that is doing well. And, you know, and hats off to some of the things that we've done that I think have made that process easier, like success tracks, um, because now I have a track system. I can say, hey, here's the system. You come in, you follow the system, you do these tracks, we do our coaching and that type of thing. And I am seeing uh, my team really on the brink of, of exploding from the standpoint of the folks who are there, who are engaged, who've done the success tracks. And I did it, I looked at my numbers. I looked at the numbers of people um, that were writing and were doing business. And I go back and I look at how the agents that did the success track. And there's a direct correlation between the success that they're having and them having completed success tracks. There's a correlation there. Um, so yes, I'm looking to grow a team, but you know, again, looking to grow it with people that I want to work with, looking to grow it with people who are who are are hungry but not starving. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I always say is that we're looking for people who are hungry because you got to be hungry enough to want to get out and do it, right? You got to be hungry yeah. enough to get uh, on the phone and ask someone to to um, to, to a Zoom call. Right. So you got to be hungry, but I don't want people who are starving. And, and what mm-hmm. I mean by that is people who 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 are having a hard time just surviving, because I think you got to get that fixed first. Well, and that's where that financial literacy comes in the, to play, too. We've had such a big focus on get your own house in order, make sure that you're prioritizing things and leading by example. But if you're and and just what you talked about too is that when you're just starting out you know you have to be able to have that discipline and get that volume up and and know how to make it to the time when you're really going to be making so much off of each sale um but yeah it's hard when you're not going to do that in the beginning and i think all those people would get very discouraged very quickly we did have one more question about um one of your recent experiences do you want to ask about that jeff you were part of the Power Networking Conference this year. Uh, we wanted to know what do you think the FFS opportunity could bring to the African-American community in particular? That's a big reason why I ended up coming to FFS. They're really serious about changing the face of insurance. And, you know, and that really kind of stuck out to me. And it really was that combined with the financial literacy was like okay um, this is it and when i saw their commitment it's it's true to the form right changing the face of insurance and when i saw people there that looked like me and i saw other nationalities and i saw this this really cultural diverse group i said you know i want to be a part of that and that's really what brought me here and even when i'm talking to a new recruit i'll i'll show them a picture of jumpstart with shirley lou's team all on the cat on the stage and said man look look at the diversity of this group you know and i i think that's important and you know and i have a good friend that was with a major insurance company and and he he talked about just an initiative that they made in the black community and you know one of the challenges was that when it's time to deliver the promise you know it wasn't it wasn't 
the African-American people that were delivering the promise. And so I, I just think uh, what we have here is so special in the fact that um, when you think about the, the millions of dollars of, of coverage that I think we're looking at, you know, something like $49 million of, of coverage that's now in place um, through those of us who are involved in the Black Wolf Alliance and Power Networking Conference. Um, would those folks have gotten insurance somewhere else? Maybe. Um, probably not all of them. But I certainly think that we've made an impact uh, in the African-American community. Uh, when I look at, I think I've personally... Since I've been at FFS, I've, I may have written, you know, close to 250 um, policies or more. And and the other thing um, that I have to hats off to our whole process and how we teach it is that my retention rate is high 90s. I mean, and that's not something that you find in other IMOs where you have that high of a retention rate of customers. Um, and again, it, it, it has a lot to do with the process that we teach and the support that we have in the back. And so, um, so yeah, I think it has had a tremendous impact. Um, I think that we're just starting. I think we're just really getting kicked off. Um, so I'm expecting even, even greater numbers, but it, it's kind of fun. It was kind of interesting to go back and look at those numbers and say, wow, we, we have had an impact in terms of making sure that there's more coverage in the African-American community, because there's, there's a wealth gap that exists, you know? I mean, and there's a wealth gap in a lot of areas. I mean, it's African-American community, it's Latino, it's, it's male, it's female. It, it, you know, there's a lot of different gaps that's out there. And if we're doing our part to close those gaps, and insurance is one of those mechanisms that can close it um, really fast. Because I can go out and get a job and do really well, but you know, once I'm done with that job, now it's done. You know, but if I take my resources and I get a million dollars of life insurance, when when I'm done, that's gonna that's gonna change the whole trajectory of my family. So that was a fantastic discussion with Tony. I'm so glad he was able to join us today. I'm always surprised by talking to agents and hearing how much that matters to them and how much this idea of impacting the community, not just selling, right? I, I very, very rarely when I talk to our agents, hear them say, yeah, I just want to, you know, make it to this income level. I just want to make sure that I'm getting X, Y, and Z. Almost always they're talking about how they can help their team succeed and with Tony, you can really see him care about how he's growing this industry with respect to his own community. And he's watching people like him take a hold of that opportunity and really run after it and really make it and not just um, kind of halfway do it, but make it really successfully. And that that I'm so excited to see what 2021 brings because he's been doing so well in 2020 and I, I see great things for that in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. He's hands-on with his team and inspires enthusiasm. It speaks to the integrity he spoke about with his being drawn to FFS in the first place, I think. In this industry, as as in so many others, you see 
you see people coming to us after they've already had experiences elsewhere. And that's where I really think we have something special at First Financial Security, just because you watch people come from other companies and say, wow, look at the difference. And it's only people, it, it's those kinds of people who who know what's behind the curtain, right? And so you can say as much as you want before someone joins and say, we've got this and we've got that and we're going to help you. And, and so few times does it actually happen, right? Do people actually follow through? And I think so much of what we heard from Tony today was about you guys said what you were going to do and you did it. And I watched people who I wanted to work with working here. And that's who I wanted to be. That's what I wanted to be a part of. And that, I mean, that makes me feel great. That's that's the kind of thing that makes me really proud to be part of it is that we're doing something special and we've got really incredible people behind us um, and only attracting really great people. So often you don't really know until you get somewhere. And I think, especially over this last year, 2020 has really made Americans realize where do they work and how are they valued at their workplace? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pandemic really amplified things, exacerbated things, or at least brought things that maybe weren't questioned before, like... Uh safety do they care about my safety or do i feel like they do or things like that absolutely yeah and mm-hmm. and at such a basic level um and we keep hearing that from our agents that you know in some respects our agents work for themselves they're independent contractors they are um people who are really going out there and and making it as business owners and as entrepreneurs and and part of that i think is so valuable to them because they get to decide. They get to decide when they go out there. They get to decide if they're going to meet with clients. No one is breathing down their neck to do it. Um, They get to decide how they're going to protect their families. And there's no boss saying you need to do this or you can't do that. But at the same time, there's a whole team of people backing them up every step of the way, um, helping them with administration and support. And so it, it just seems like a really good balance. And And 2020 has been one of those years where it's become more valuable than ever, unfortunately. I do hope that some of the changes that we've seen recently will lead to more diversity, right? And more accessibility because people don't feel like they are cut off if they can't take off a couple of days to go to a big event, right? So many times we hear from agents that their lives were changed at events, that suddenly they realized the power of what they had and how much they could have in their business and what their life could look like. And before that, it's hard to get that picture without seeing someone do it, right? Without looking at models that have come before you. And we're able to see that at events. And I hope that that can can continue and, and give access to that for more people as we go forward. Representation we know matters, seeing, but even just seeing, seeing other people do what you want to do and do it successfully. Mm-hmm. There's something about that and about knowing it's achievable. It takes a really special person to go where no one's gone before, right? That Hard. is, that mm-hmm. is incredible. A lot of energy. A lot of energy and a lot <laughs> of problem solving, a lot of hurdles and a lot of resistance, right? A lot of people. Yeah just, you know, over and over again, wondering why you're doing what you're doing. 
And that gets tiring. You know, I think mm-hmm. that's what yeah. we hear so often from um, from people is that it gets exhausting to be the only person of your kind in a room, whether that's a mm-hmm. woman, whether that is having a disability, whether that is being a minority, whether that is being um, part of any group that doesn't feel like they're in every room. And it gets, it gets tiring to answer the same questions and to be the only one. And so I think with us, what Tony said really resonated that he saw people doing it and those people were not part of the dominant face of insurance, right? We, one of our taglines is changing the face of insurance. And it is so much a part of what we do is giving access to an industry that can give people an incredible life and making it so that anyone can join if they put in the work, it is, mm-hmm. it's taking, trying to take away so many of those barriers of having to figure it out yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And we're happy it allows Tony to thrive. And I'm so happy we got to talk to him today. Yeah, absolutely. Tune in next time for our next episode of Share Your Umbrella. We'll have another great agent on talking about entrepreneurship. For this episode, join us on our blog. We'll be talking about a few of the topics we, we shared with you today. And also check us out on Facebook. We're always there at FFS News. Uh, We'd love to have a conversation with you. We'd love to get to know you and hear any questions that you might have. And we cannot wait to share the umbrella next time.